to our wrap-up session from our wrap-up week where we have been doing a recap of Revelation and doing an overview, flying high, um, just rehearsing different themes. We've been taking your questions and you've been submitting them and we've been addressing them and thanks to everyone um, who who's participated in this. Let, let me pray for us and then um, we'll, we'll, we'll do a little something here to wrap everything up and then I'll talk about um, possible plans for the future with this morning devotion, okay? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, um, we come to the end of this of this series um, thankful for the things you've taught us but also just recognizing our ongoing need for the Word of God in our lives and so father I really pray that you would um, impress those truths upon our hearts Lord that you would um, remind us daily of our need for not just physical bread but for um, spiritual bread and Lord, pray that you would use what we've learned, Lord, to reap a harvest of righteousness in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What I thought I would start by doing um, during this last time is just reading to you um, the statement of faith, the article, the statement of faith that relates to all the things that we've been talking about um, related to eschatology and the end times and the return of Christ and and I, and I think you're going when, when I when I read this I think you're going to uh, appreciate again the the way our, our doctrinal statement I think captures the essence of what the church has always affirmed the things that we are rock-solid sure about and the things that we are unified upon and and live our lives around and so let me read this. This is the restoration of all things from, from our statement of faith, which is the Gospel Coalition Statement of Faith. As we believe in the personal, glorious, and bodily return of our Lord Jesus Christ with his holy angels, when he will exercise his role as final judge and his kingdom will be consummated, we believe in the bodily resurrection of both the just and the unjust, the unjust to judgment and eternal conscious punishment in hell, as our Lord himself taught, and the just to eternal blessedness in the presence of him who sits on the throne and of the Lamb, in the new heaven and the new earth, the home of righteousness. On that day the church will be presented faultless before God by the obedient suffering and triumph of Christ, all sin purged and its wretched effects forever banished. God will be all in all and his people will be enthralled by the immediacy of his ineffable holiness and everything will be to the praise of his glorious grace. Now, there's some who can read that statement of faith and wish that it said more, right? Well, Pastor Paul, what about the timing of the return of Christ? And what about the circumstances surrounding the return of Christ? Or how many comings of Christ and when? And um, how do all the symbols match up or not match up? So there's some who would who would read that and say, I want to know more. On the other hand, there are some who read this and, and wish it said less, right? Because it says quite a lot about the bodily resurrection, about the return of Christ, about um, an eternal life that 
that awaits everyone because everyone has a soul that can never die. And which leads me to believe that, you know, this hits it about right, okay? The things that the Bible is really clear on, our statement of faith is really clear on. Uh, the things that, um, we, it doesn't soft pedal, it doesn't uh, try to round off the rough edges, nor does it engage in speculative thought. And so, um, obviously, we don't believe this statement of faith because, it, because who wrote it? Tim Keller, Don Carson, John Piper, others. We, we believe it because we believe it's reflective of the Word of God. So if you have your Bibles, we're not going to end um, our, our, our last session here by reading from Revelation. We're gonna, we are going to end our last session by reading from 2 Thessalonians. And let's read um, chapter 1 beginning in verse 5. And I think this is an apt summary of the main thoughts of both Revelation and of what we affirm as Christians about our blessed hope. Verse 5, this is evidence of the righteous judgment of God, that you may be considered worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are also suffering, since indeed God considers it just to repay with affliction those who afflict you, and to grant relief to you who are afflicted as well as to us, when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire, inflicting vengeance on those who do not know God, and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction, away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might, when he comes on that day to be glorified in, all his, in his saints, and to be marveled at among all who have believed, because our testimony to you is believed. To this end, we always pray for you, that our God may make you worthy of his calling and may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power, so that in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you, in you and him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. And so that is a, a picture of the permanency of the human soul and of what happens when Jesus returns, that we will give an account to the judge who judges rightly, and that what distinguishes the believer from the unbeliever is simply Jesus and his work for us and the fact that his perfect righteousness has been given to us as a garment to, to, to dawn before him so that when he looks at us, he doesn't see us, he sees his own righteousness. And, and that is our blessed hope. Um, we will all have to make some sort of um, payment for our sins. Someone will pay that penalty. Um, this is why the scripture writers say, flee to Christ, right? Flee the wrath to come, come and trust in Jesus. And because of that, that impacts the way we live today. So this is why Paul can say um, that may God make you worthy of his calling, fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power so we can work in faith by, um, by the grace of God, by, by his mercy, trusting in him that he will... Um, honor what is done in this life to his glory 
and that what we do in this life really matters in light of eternity because of what Jesus has done for us. And so, so church, this is what we want to cling to. This is what we want to put our trust in. This is what we want to place our hope in. And, and, and my prayer is that as we walk away from at least this portion of the study, that we would be empowered and inspired more and more to live today in light of that day, in light of the reality that is to come. And that's, my friend, is what I think the book of Revelation is all about. Okay, um, a couple of housekeeping things. As I said, this is our last our last morning together in the book of Revelation. But obviously, if you still have questions, you'd like to chat more about different things we talked about, I would love to do that. So email me and we can set something up or talk on the phone or correspond with over email with our with our with our mask on or whatever. Uh, but, but feel free to do that. Um, we are going to take a break. We're going to take a little hiatus from these morning studies. And um, my intention is that we would reboot them again at some point in the future. Um, I have some thoughts and ideas about what that could be, but uh, I need to let that percolate a little bit, marinate, be communicating about that, hopefully um, um, sometime in the, in the somewhat near future. But I think it'd be, it's a good season to let the ground lie fallow a little bit for us all to take a deep breath and then come back together um, because I, I, I've really enjoyed these mornings. They've been rich for my own soul and I, I hope they have been for yours um, as well. So be on the lookout. We'll be talking more about uh, what the future of this, of this time holds. Um, there'll be something on the horizon. I, I do feel confident um, of that. And like I said, I have some ideas but I want to let them percolate a little bit. Hey, thanks, Four Oaks. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for those. Maybe you're not a part of Four Oaks. Maybe you're just tuning in from around the world or down the street. Um, so glad that you've been a part of these times. Let us know at Four Oaks how we can serve you in any way. And on a, on a final programming note, looks like we're missing the worst of this hurricane. And so we are on for the sunset service on Sunday nights outdoor service 630 at Four Oaks Killarne as we are walking through the book of James. It's a sweet time. Hope you can join us. All right, let me pray and we will go forth from here. Lord, wrap these words around our hearts. Lord, let us um, always live mindful of the eternality of our souls and that this life is not all there is. And there is more to our existence than merely the time you've allotted to us. But Lord, as much as you've allotted it to us, we want to be good stewards of it. We want to walk wisely in it. So Lord, give us grace. Give us your mercy. We commit today to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for